You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSE has been open for around about 35 minutes to be precise. So it's time for the opening. And this morning I'm speaking to Greg Davies, who's making a guest appearance. He's the head of... Greg, tell me your title, please. Yeah, head of wealth at Kratos Capital. Kratos Capital, very good. Greg, since we last spoke, the world has changed. And um, I, I, can, I distinctly remember getting messages from you at you know, 5.15 a.m. because uh, you've been to the gym at 4.15 a.m. and done whatever you do. Uh, but now, obviously, that has stopped because the gym is closed. So, I mean, that's the first thing that impacts your life. Uh, what about your working life? What's happened? Yeah, we've noticed that less and less of, of, of the traders are coming in on a, on a daily basis. Obviously, you know, just being more more cautious. Um, we've had, we actually, funny enough, had the office had um, a team come in and give the office a complete clean down this morning, which we're doing sort of once every three weeks just to make sure we keep this virus at bay. But I suppose, and we had noticed the trend where a lot of our traders were were trading, we call it off-site, trading from home. Yes. And um, definitely accelerated that trend. Uh, we're down to the, the last few strong soldiers on the battlefield here. But most people trading from home, Joburg's freezing cold. You can't blame them. A nice duvet and a laptop, what could be better? So you are at, at, at the office rather than staying at home, is that what you're saying? But some, some people are coming in. I mean, some people, yes, are, yeah. most of them are staying at home. I, I was in 90% of trading from home, but yeah, obviously I'm essential, so, so I'm here. Yes, okay. Well, that's very good. And anyone has, has anyone fallen victim to the virus at your office? No, we've been, been lucky so far, but I think people have been very cautious um you know not coming in and um obviously the masks and all the protocols and all of that quite a big office and with with a lot of people trading off site we kind of by sort of default socially distancing uh, mostly what do you make of mr ramaphosa's policy towards uh, handling the pandemic as it's called yeah a little frustrating and i mean you know but both quite fond of popping into pubs and, and, and having a nice, uh, you know, a glass of wine with our lunch. And um, to take that away from us and sort of went over our discontent here because Joburg is freezing. We can't have a, a drink even t- to warm us up at this point. So mm-hmm. kind of, you know, a lot of markets are psychology and you always, people are feeling a little down. It's a setback that we weren't really expecting. I mean, effectively, we're back to level four, just calling it three. Um, but we've got the curfew and, and the alcohol ban, which, took everybody by surprise. There had been rumors about two or three weeks before. Fortunately, Kratos Capital's bar was stocked up on, on, on Thursday. I made sure of that. That's so very forward-thinking of you. Well done, yes. I just had an inclination. that You rang the guy up and said, regular order, please, sir. And he said, well, the band's a little full. Do you mind coming to pick it up? And I raced down there. <laughs> yeah, like the true Tartar that you are. Yes, well done. Yes. Okay. So you're 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 set for the uh, for the for the next um, a couple of weeks anyway. Uh, JC's been on a tear, Greg. Since, um, since I mean, it's obviously been the the um, the famed V-shaped recovery after that plunge uh, towards the end of March, and then it's gone straight back up again. But overall, what do you make of it? What are people saying? Because you're very very good at the grapevine. What's been happening on your chat sites, etc.? What do people make of it? Are they suspicious of it? Yes, a little bit. I mean, overall, obviously, the all-share index has improved. I mean, a terrible sell-off we had in March. I mean, um, there's no one that loves the market more than than me and some of my colleagues here. And we were actually almost praying that they would close the markets in March. You know, the the moves were so dramatic. But that 
made some huge buying opportunities. I mean, I think what's driven the market back to where it is here um, is the nice pass and process com- combination, um, you know, pushing the market better. And it's obviously um, pulled out by the, the, the fangs, the, the, you know, the tech stocks in the U.S. making what – they had a little pullback yesterday, but they have been pushing the market higher. It's going to be interesting now because we've got earnings season in the U.S. Mm. Maybe some of this euphoria will cool off. What we have found a little bit frustrating is – the days where the Dow and the Nasdaq have those tremendous runs up, we don't really correlate as, as you know a sufficient amount for the for the risk that we're carrying in, in the various positions. And then the days when the markets fall, there we almost tend to fall more than than one would have expected. Um, so yeah, it's it's a tough market. The, the volumes have picked up nicely. I, I do find a lot of of my clients, which are sort of entrepreneurs normally running their businesses on a day-to-day basis, have had those businesses more or less shuttered and are, are, are spending a lot more time looking at the market. So it ha- I think it has pushed the volume. I think the retail um, investors made a, made a comeback, um, certainly yeah. spending more time on the phone. People have got more time to talk about the market. So you find yourself at five, five o'clock quite exhausted just, just from, from sharing your thoughts with, with traders and investors. So the Robinhood factor has affected Kratos as well on its retail side. In other words, people are um, punting a little bit more, or should I say investing a little bit more, uh, due to the fact that they're locked down at home and they've really got nothing else to do because it's so cold and there's nothing on telly. Yes, and I mean, just going back a little bit in time, I mean, a perfect example was um, the Sassel when it was 30 Rand in, in March. Every professional was saying to the to the non-professionals, just be very careful. There's a lot of debt. And that was the number one phone call. I was going, don't you think Sassol's a buyer uh, down at these levels? And, of course, we, we tried to put people off. But, mm-hmm. they were, you know, the, the man in the street had a better sort of grasp. But sometimes we, we're just too close to these things. And, obviously, mm-hmm. Sassol's had this tremendous recovery way past 100 Rand now. Uh, I'll just give you the live price now. It's trading 137 Rand 39. Mm-hmm. But a, a great incident where – where sometimes, uh, you know, the, the not amateurs, but people which aren't professionals in the market can sometimes spot a trend better than the people which are on top of it. Yes, we do tend to get a little bit too close. We do tend to overthink these things, don't you think? Yes, I mean, there's a question of we were aware of the market cap of Sassel and we were aware of the size of the debt. And the, the math didn't really, really work out. That's obviously all adjusted now. The banks have given Sassel more time to pay their, their debt back. And in my defense, I was saying... Um, to uh, to some of some of the investors that if Sassel did survive this, this sort of crisis that it was going through, you had oil going negative, then it would probably be the best share to own on the JSC. But uh, still, probably six months away from certainty. But uh, I'll, I'll definitely be you know investor there if uh, if oil price stays around forty and they can get that debt under control. Yes, indeed, and we've got uh, I think an OPEC meeting today and tomorrow in Vienna. Uh, which will obviously, in the short term anyway, affect the fortunes of Sassel and other oil companies as well. I'm looking at the Stock Exchange News Service today, Greg, and I've got one, two, three, four, five, only seven announcements. That's the lowest I've ever uh, – what is it? It's that time of year when all the results are out and uh, people are on holiday. They've gone to Europe or gone to their villas in Sardinia and things like that. There's nothing going on. Yeah, it is a little quiet on that front, and then it generally – um, it's a bit of a groundhog day when you click on these things. It's just generally a notification to say that earnings which were due to be released have been set back to a certain date due to the COVID. Mm. And even in terms of the trading updates which you get, it's a cut and paste on at least 20% lower. Um, 
And so, yeah, nothing, nothing dramatic on the on the on the sense announcements this morning. But um, I thought on these quiet mornings that they try and sneak something through. Or generally on a Friday afternoon, when yes. so well, when yeah, well, when the pubs were open, they would have done that. Yeah, they can't fool us though. Okay, let's have a look at some spot prices here. I've got the dollar rand at sixteen eighty six. I've got the British pound against the rand at twenty one eleven. The euro rand is nineteen ten. And the euro dollar is 113.29. The dollar slightly stronger. The euro slightly weaker. Uh, last night in the United States, the Dow Jones was flat. The S&P was down 0.9%. And the Nasdaq was, hmm, for a change, a big loser, down 2.1%. Dow Jones futures at the moment just slightly better. S&P futures are more or less unchanged. In the far east, Shanghai... Down 0.8%. Goodness me, that's been busy in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Hang Seng is down 1.4%. And in Australia, the all-share in Sydney, down 0.7%. The gold price, we must talk about this. Uh, 17.98, down $4. So it's sort of orbiting the 1800 mark and has been doing so for the last two days. Brent crude oil, I'll come to that in a moment. But platinum is 8.29, down $5. Have you got palladium there for me, Greg? I'm I not. do. It's something which I do watch very closely. 1975 at the moment, which is $20 down. But we did see it at 2030 uh, most of yesterday afternoon. I think 1960, just looking at some technicals, was a, was a breakout level. Yes. Um, so I've been sort of quite active in the sort of Sabania, Impala, um, space trading those counters on the, on the back of that stronger palladium. Yes. On the oil price, I've got uh, West Texas Intermediate crude uh, down 2% at $39.29 per barrel. And Brent crude oil is a one and three quarters percent loser at $41.98. What are we looking forward to for the rest of the day, Greg, on the JSC Securities Exchange? Or is it uh, just a routine day on, in a cold Johannesburg? Yeah, there's not a lot of news forecast. I think um, certainly on Thursday, I think uh, Kumba Iron Ore's got a, a second quarter update which which we're quite looking forward to but i think it's going to be later in the afternoon i think the u.s banks are reporting season so we'll we'll be following that interesting thing i noticed on on, on twitter early this morning that on those on those nasdaq stocks um a reversal sort of a two percent gain to all-time highs and then a, a negative one percent for the day and, and the tweet was pointing out the last time that happened was march 2000 oh um, no don't say that <laughs> no, that was a terrible. One. I, I, uh, I got same, re, I got retrenched after March two thousand. Yeah, I found myself looking for work six months later. You and I both got there. retrenched after that crash of March two thousand. I think that you lasted a couple of months. They rather would have had you than me. I was the first out the door. Well, they were wrong, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So oh, really? Was that, is that right? I'd love to see that tweet. Uh, well, no, if you send it to me, I'll, 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 I'll publicise that just to scare the I'll pants off people. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Craig? that's what everyone's really waiting for. I mm. mean, the poster child for this whole thing is obviously Tesla. Uh, and for me, it really is a case of, you know, Tesla went up to 1700 I think it finished at 1400 But that just shows the risk money that's in the market. The Robin Hood types mm. are definitely there. So I'm saying when you see Tesla bu- bubble burst, then the rest, even though they're much, much, much better quality, will, will probably follow. That risk money will, will disappear at the market and uh, hopefully we'll go back to fundamental valuations. Yes, Elon Musk worth, worth probably $200 billion at the moment, on paper anyway. Whether he could realize that money, if he ever wanted to, one doesn't know. But that's, that's, that's a hell of a story for another conversation. Greg, um, I have to talk to you about gold because you and I, not old school so much, but we, we do like gold. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's actually been a it's it's been a wonderful run for for some of the gold shares. I mean, the one which I think was a superstar of the last two weeks has been Harmony. Yes. Around the 16th of June, I seem to remember that because it was a public holiday, trading around 60 rand. Um, by Friday afternoon, it was 103, 104. Gosh. Um, and it's not really the blue chip of of the sector. Something very similar happened to to Durban Deep, and that always seems to be. People forget how well it performs in in a gold bull run. It's it's lost five percent today, but it's gone rapidly from around fourteen rand up up to the sort of thirty rand area as well. So when these gold shares do move, they sort of almost like tech stocks with the speed at which they go. Um, I see quite a few people. I think I was reading an investor note where they their pick in the sector is, is gold fields. Um, suddenly, everyone seems to be a gold bull. I do think that that eighteen hundred handle is is quite important psychologically. We're sitting at seventeen ninety eight, mm. but the market seems to be happier uh, north of eighteen hundred, even if it's by a few pennies. Um, and hopefully, this this gold market run can continue. Certainly, positive for South Africa and positive for the rand. Positive on the JSE today on my fifteen minute delayed screen. Um, the ones that I will pick are um, firstly TFG. Uh, that's that's had a terrific run uh, since the announcement mm. of buying you know, jet uh, jet stores from Ed. Ed amazing Ed run. Cause... Friday afternoon it was sixty three rand and and looking finished for all the world. It's currently sixty nine rand twenty eight up two percent. Sorry to interrupt. No problem at all. Pick and pay another retailer up one point seven percent. Shoprite another retailer up one point one percent and Renette up point eight percent. So retailers doing well this morning. On the downside, Durban Rudaport Deep or DRD Gold as they call it. Now why do people change their names? Why does Kentucky Fried Chicken can become KFC. I suppose it's easier to swallow. Seven and a quarter percent down for DRD Gold. Barlow World down four and two thirds percent. Redefined down four point three. And uh, Naspers down three and a quarter percent, which will obviously explain why the all share is under a wee bit of pressure at the moment. Greg, give us the indices after forty nine minutes of trading, if you would. Um, yes. Well, um, let's let's start with the banks. That's up eighty eighty five points. Up one and a half percent. Financials up one point one two. Industrials up 1.55. We uh, did mention the retailers, they're slightly positive. That's the only sector positive, 0.6% better. Uh, gold index up 1.8. Platinum, but bigger pardon, gold index down 1.8. Platinum down 1.6. And then the all share down 1.6, 900 points. But as you say, most of that um, in, in NASPAS, that's down 118 rand a share. So yes. some very, very big moves in, uh, in NASPAS. Okay. And as this is a guest appearance for you, Greg, and um, we, don't, we won't get a chance to have our normal banter, I, I need to concentrate um, for the last couple of minutes on uh, Formula One, which is your passion, and football, which is your second passion. What have you been making of the Formula One rollout, if you like? The first, the first race was quite interesting. Really was, and I think this formula of having two races at the same track, you know, in successive weekends is is quite interesting because mm. often, you know, sort of silly mistakes are made in the race, and you think, well, if only they could have this over again, I'm sure these changes would be made, and this team would do a lot better. So we were actually seeing that that, that play out in in front of us. Um, obviously, a big Ferrari fan, and and they basically rubbish. Have, um, a really, really poor car. You know, and it's, someone was pointing out that the amount of money which they've thrown and the facilities which they've got to come with, a, you know, with that car. And then, of course, there's, there's unhappiness you can see amongst the, the team personnel. The drivers aren't happy. Um, so it's, it's, it's going to be a, a, a bumpy road ahead. Um, the Mercedes so much faster than everybody else. And they've got some new technology which they've managed to get a leap ahead of everybody else, which they really were. So it's going to be between Bottas and, and Hamilton for the rest of the season. Um, 
you know, hopefully Max Verstappen can sort of nip at, nip at their heels and push them into some mistakes. Yes, yes, he's a bit of a nipper, isn't he? Uh, so, but it, it is going to be a completed season. Yes, it looks like, but we probably have races up until Christmas time, which I'm, I'm not complaining about. No, no, me. And when it comes to football, uh, Manchester United starting to do well in another one of your passions. Uh, it's unfortunate. I was just looking at the highlights this morning. I don't stay up very late, but mm. uh, it was an equaliser in in the sort of nine, almost in the Fergie time, but they put for the wrong team, Shame. Uh, which was a little heartbreaking. But, you know, Liverpool much deserved winning it. And uh, fascinating how the Liverpool fans are obsessed with Manchester United. I'm getting lots of WhatsApps telling me how many penalties Man United have won, which I just don't, you know, I don't know what the theory behind that is, but. But uh, Liverpool fans, you know, not good winners, really. Okay, uh, Greg, very good winners, actually, because they've won the league by a mile. But, um, Greg, the, the final thing is, you're talking about the Formula One and two races on the same track and uh, within a week of each other. Uh, they're doing the same thing for the UEFA Champions League. They're doing, uh, they're conducting, or rather hosting, all the games in Portugal, and it's going to be knockout from now on. So all the UEFA Champions League matches will be in Portugal now, and there's going to be no one-leg, two-leg thing. It's just going to be a knockout tournament, which I think is quite fun. I think it starts on August the August the 9th or something like that, in a month's time. Can't wait. Yes, it's exciting, and it's a different way of doing it. And perhaps you, you may find this COVID, there's some positives. We may look back at some of the things and say, geez, that was, it was a great year. I mean, the, the sporting season was compressed, and maybe that's what we need, but... I suppose it's very sensible that there's less travelling about, there's less chance of people coming into contact with people which got, you've got the COVID, and um, exciting for us fans, you know, something on every night like a, a soccer World Cup, um, you know, you can sort of plan your evening around a, a football game every night. It's wonderful. Greg Davies, thank you very much for your time this morning. Greg Davies is the head of wealth at Kratos Capital, and that was the opening. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.